1: Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: According to the International Dairy Food Association's report, the economic impact of dairy products, 73% of Americans consume ice cream at least once per week. In 2021, with the ice cream industry's $13 billion impact on the U.S. economy, Last year, ice cream makers in the U.S. churned out almost 1.5 billion gallons of ice cream. While a larger industry with many participants, the report also makes note that the majority of U.S. ice cream and frozen dessert manufacturers have been in business for more than 50 years, many of which are still family-owned businesses. Recently highlighted on the Today Show and now in grocery chains and retail giants nationwide, including Walmart, Target, Kroger, Ralph's, and others, a new dessert manufacturer is now delivering to the nation and giving the traditional ice cream brands some serious competition. Celebrating familial roots and community, Creamalicious is a whimsical two-in-one dessert. As America's only black-owned, nationally distributed ice cream brand, since launching just last year, they have made headlines in Forbes, Southern Living, Food & Wine, Glamour Magazine, and more. Sharing their heritage and four generations of family recipes, Creamalicious provides a culinary experience of Southern decadence that is unique, fun, and utterly delicious. Today's guest has dedicated her life to healing the soul by sharing the innovative and time-honored traditions of Southern comfort food. Here with us to discuss her nationally distributed ice cream brand, Creamalicious and to share more about her entrepreneurial journey, we have founder, president, and executive chef of Cremalicious, executive chef, Liz Rogers. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. So, Executive Chef Liz Rogers, welcome to the show. I appreciate it. Of course, of course. Um, so, do me a favor, share a bit about yourself, your, your background, and sort of what led you to Alicious and all the success you're enjoying today.
3: I am an executive chef and restaurant tour here in Cincinnati Ohio I'm also doing some other uh, projects across the country as well work a lot with uh, up-and-coming chefs and amazing entrepreneurs and um, started cream malicious in one of my restaurants it actually started as a full-blown pastry line mm-hmm. so I thought it was going to be so cool to turn the actual pastries into des- into actual desserts um, that you know, really resonated with ice cream. Ice cream is the world's number one dessert. So um, just really wanted to bring back um, just a history of the South uh, family, just my mom and my grandmother and my aunt Liz who made amazing desserts and just really wanted to share uh, a different dessert offering and culinary experience with the public.
0: Sure, sure. Now for folks like myself um, who perhaps don't have a sophisticated palate, um, help us to understand how creamalicious is different from regular ice cream.
3: Well, Creamalicious is a two-in-one dessert. It's the only two-in-one dessert on the market. Mm -hmm. We take fresh-baked pastries, four generations of family-owned recipes from the South, and we bake them in their entirety. And they're intertwined in a super premium pint of ice cream. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's also, uh, we're kind of like Disney. We have amazing brand stories. It's very authentic. Um, It's about real people real experience, real times. Um, it just represents love and family. It really resonates with the consumer because we all have someone in our family that really resonates with the pint or just 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 things that, you know, just coming home from church on Sunday, having Sunday dinner and having an amazing uh, fresh baked peach cobbler because everything was always about dessert. You couldn't wait for dessert after dinner. So, you know, it was really considered a, a treat, Mm -hmm. But also just being able to bake with my grandmother and my mom, you know, and that's how we really connected and spent so many uh, times together that were just memorable as they passed on. Uh, Like my Aunt Poonie, um, her caramel pound cake, she baked all of her pound cakes in a cast iron skillet. But the true meaning behind that was that cast iron skillet was passed down from her mom's mom to her mom and so on and so forth. And then before you know it, this cast iron skillet has been in the family for over 100 years and it's going to keep going. so these are things that, you know, we hold on to and that uh, we build our legacies off of.
0: Is this sort of what helped you to like uh, conceptualize the brand? And are these like the origin stories behind uh, malicious?
3: things have changed creamalicious is extremely innovative so we try to do things that we 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 try to really create our own dessert category we stay in our own lane because we're small we're we're the underdog right Mm -hmm. so everybody roots for the underdog and you know being on the shelf with such amazing big brand giants like nestle and 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 ben and jerry's and and competing you know you really have to find your own niche you have to do what works for you and you 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 really don't want to compete with anyone but yourself and you want to create your own niche within the dessert category. So it's really all about the experience for me. I really think that people have, um, especially during the pandemic, you know, food has been really a big deal. You know, people have spent more time Uh, eating more decadent desserts, more Mm -hmm. indulgent desserts, where they're not really focused on the calories and everything, but they just really want something that is decadent and that tastes good and that they can really resonate with. So for me, um, it was very important that we stay true and authentic to our brand and not try to compete with other brands or or anything like that.
0: I think that so, so staying true and staying, by the way, it sounds delicious. It sounds amazing. I can't wait to try some. But, um, you know, you mentioned staying true uh, and authentic. Um, you know, in doing some reading, I found that I guess each flavor has its own origin story or affirmation or is otherwise named for a family member who inspired it. And I know you shared a couple of stories, but um, I'm not sure if these are the same stories. So let's let's make a connection between a story and, you know, maybe one of your favorite flavors and the, the details that go with it.
3: Well, you know, just like the porch white peach cobbler, you know, um, you know, we would wake up on Christmas Eve and, you know, we would wake up to the smell of, you know, aunt Gigi's sweet potato pie. That was my mom's name. She passed away about seven months ago of cancer mm. unexpectedly, but just her sweet potato pies were just amazing. And, uh, the peach cobbler, the porch light peach cobbler, you know, just remembering as a kid, we didn't have internet. We didn't have, you know, um, Apple watches and games, and we 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 played in the street. Um, we rode our bikes, and you know how did we know it was time to come in? Is the porch light was always on. Um, she left the porch light on all the time. It was just never turned off. So when it got dark and you saw the porch light, you knew it was time to come in for dinner, mm-hmm. um, and just really cut everything short. But as we grew up and as we moved away to different cities and became our own adults, you know, and when we came back home to visit. Um, I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio, I would pull on my mom's street and her porch light was on. Mm. So it really signifies that, you know, no matter how far you went away, no matter how long you went away, that you were welcome and that we'll be, we'll leave the porch light on, we'll be waiting for you. And that really meant something to me because it just, just reminded me of my childhood, just better times when life was just so much more simpler You know, Uncle Charles, brown sugar bourbon. You know, I have five uncles, and I had the one uncle that was super cool, and that carried a flask, and he always had a brim, and he dressed. You know, he he played with us. You know, he was the big kid, but he was our uncle. He was older, but he was a kid. Everybody has an Uncle Charles in their family, and he drank bourbon and everything else, but you know, everybody has an Uncle Charles. You know, you can relate to the actual flavors, you know, to slap your mama banana pudding. You know, <laughs> I really wanted to make make it so that, you know, you were actually eating banana pudding because we use banana pudding custard. That is actual banana pudding that's in that pint. It's not ice cream that was turned yellow. It's not artificially flavored. It's really it has the the shortbread cookies in there. It really is. You know, frozen banana pudding. You know, and each one of those desserts needed to taste exactly like a slice of, of sweet potato pie, a slice of peach cobbler. You know, the notes of cinnamon, the notes of cinnamon and nutmeg and vanilla, and the roasted peaches with the crust. It it was more than just. It's not peach ice cream. It's really a peach cobbler. And just really focusing on the culinary piece of it. Being an executive chef, you know, really honing in on my culinary uh, experience, bringing that actually to the pint because I really wanted the customer to indulge in the experience.
2: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments, that comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings, that frustrating thing your mom does, or that silly thing you said in a meeting.
0: Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. We are here today with founder, president, and executive chef of Creamalicious, executive chef Liz Rogers, discussing her new nationally distributed dessert brand and entrepreneurial journey. Now, speaking of your entrepreneurial journey, uh, you have some popular restaurants in Ohio that offer a more unique and memorable experience to guests and that are also able to still thrive throughout the pandemic. So tell us more about these restaurants and what it was that was your secret to navigating COVID and keeping, you know, your customers happy.
3: I think, um, you you know, Wing Champ is a Southern restaurant that we have here and it's really cool because I actually came up with that concept like way back in 2015. And had had other restaurants um, that didn't didn't really make it through, um, you know, during the time of creating. So as an entrepreneur, you have to keep trying until it works. So mm-hmm. this is the one restaurant that I really created a long time ago and was able to bring so many of my family recipes to the brand. And during the pandemic, you know, I think that it was it, it was really important to really get a culinary team that was just going to be in the trenches with you because you know that was a time where people were scared, they were getting sick. Mm -hmm. Everything was changing. And it really kind of threw people for a loop of, you know, what's next, you know, and the reality kind of set in that things were, you know, had a time limit. I think that we didn't, we, we thought that things were just gonna go on forever, but it really had a lot of reality that set in. We make everything from scratch. Everything's homemade. We cook the order. And it was just really great to be able to stick together, keep the restaurant open and public as well, um, when they couldn't make it out to stores that maybe they needed, you know, food and they wanted something, you know, homemade and and be able to treat their families. So those were really big things too. We did win uh, the best wings in the state of Ohio a couple of weeks ago for the second year in a row. Our wings are smoked and grilled. So we do a, a really great job there and we have a really great team. But mostly the chefs that I work with, they either want to own their own restaurants or they're helping me build uh, the restaurant empire so that they can be a part of that uh, from an equity standpoint. So it's really about inspiring people that you work with, giving them an opportunity to build something of their own and just really giving back and helping.
0: Uh, you you sound like an, mm-hmm. a very uh, seasoned uh, businesswoman. Um, and I think we should lean into that. So, so obviously a lot of times when people listen to these sorts of conversations, it's because they themselves aspire to emanate the guest, the, the accomplished individual. In this case, that's you. So for those people who might be listening today, those people who want to become uh, a successful businessman or businesswoman, more than likely in this instance, um, What advice would you give regarding sort of building a brand and scaling a brand and overcoming all the inevitable obstacles that uh, you find on this journey?
3: You have to have a plan. You have to be willing to take some time and sit down and write a business plan, get your vision on paper And you have to be willing to build a team. You have to be willing to invest in yourself. Like in order for me to launch Creamalicious in my restaurants, I worked three or four jobs. I had no problem working for someone else to invest in my dream because you can't expect people to invest in you if you're not going to invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the big things that I have an issue with when I talk to people that want their own businesses, um, they're immediately looking to get investors, but they don't, they don't really understand like what that means is someone's giving you money. But if if you're not investing in yourself and you don't have a plan and you're not really willing to work for someone else, then the chances are you're not going to really be willing to work for yourself. And then when someone is investing in you, that's a really big deal because you have to have skin in the game. And when you're looking for investors for your business, you know, investors aren't going to, you know, want to give money and then you decide, okay, well, I got the money, but I don't want to do this anymore. And so you're asking someone to take a risk and a chance on you. So you really have to be invested in yourself. You have to be willing to work from open to close and on your days off and all day, every day, you have to wake up early. You have to really move forward and you cannot do this by yourself. You have to build a team. And I think that most entrepreneurs think that, you know, they can open a business. They're doing everything by themselves. And then you're taking, you're basically taken away from your family. You know, if you get sick, the business goes down and different things like that. It takes a very, very, very long time to build a team. So those are some of the things. And I spent a lot of my time with Cremalicious building the best team around me that were extremely brilliant, that know that knew way more than I did, that had an abundance of resources, my legal team, my accounting CFO, um, just my advisory board, uh, board of directors, and and just really making sure that I had a really great infrastructure so that you can sustain a business. And, and finally, it pretty much all depends on you. You know, are you willing to take the risk? You know, it's fear that paralyzes us Fear keeps us from it. A lot of people want to have a business. They, they want to capture their dreams. But the, the problem is they're afraid to fail and you can't be afraid to fail. You just have to go for it. You know, some of the most successful, wealthiest people in the world have failed. And at the end of the day, you can't be afraid to fail. Mm-hmm.
0: Excellent. Now, let's shift gears for a moment. Let's talk about your philanthropy. So tell us about the Elizabeth A. Rogers Visionary Foundation.
3: I can't change the world, but I found that if I can reach out and touch one person and then they can reach out and touch someone, then I'm across the globe. Right. And -hmm. that's not my goal. My goal is to help other entrepreneurs realize their dream. There's so many entrepreneurs out here that have brilliant ideas and they they have the uh, most amazing work ethic. And I just wish and hope that they reach out and I can find them and together we can do some things. And I really want to help people, you know, with their businesses. I, you know, it's not about the money for me. You know, just being in the ice cream category, I noticed that there was no African-American male or female that was in mass production. And I just didn't understand that, you know, um, just dealing with diversity and inclusion. You know, I didn't go through the diversity uh, departments at the stores. I literally called up uh, myself to the regular buyers, just like anyone else, because I wanted to make it in the stores, not because there was a quota or I felt entitled. I wanted to make it on my own merits and my product and what I had to offer. And those are some of the really, really big things. So my foundation, you know, I'm hoping and praying that it will help build a foundation for us to do more um, as it relates to getting in the consumer packaging space or the hospitality space and just build empires so that we can, you know, do positive things.
0: Wonderful. Well, um, obviously, there's a lot of people who can uh, follow in these very large footprints that you've left behind um, and uh, provided they're willing to do the work and so forth. But as you continue to blaze this trail, perhaps there are folks who want to keep up with you. So are you on social media? Is there a website? And wait for folks who are new fans of your journey uh, to plug in with you.
3: Yeah, you can uh, reach us at the SoCreamalicious.com. Uh, we're at so malicious hashtags on all of the social media platforms. Um, it's so cool. I've been doing, just just gotten an abundance of support. One of my dream supports uh, came a couple of weeks ago. I, I was actually Janet Jackson's personal chef and mm. she is just the most humble, just the most humble woman I've ever met and just so down to earth. And just the way that, just her spirit, you know, just, it was just really encouraging for myself and my team.
0: I love it. Well, um, thank you very much for the information and the insight today. Once again, today's guest is Creamelicious's founder and president, executive chef, Liz Rogers. And before we go, I'll leave you with a quote from humanitarian, entrepreneur, and activist, Chef Jose Andres. Quote, I realized very early the power of food to evoke memory, to bring people together, to transport you to other places, and I wanted to be a part of that. The business of feeding people is the most amazing business in the world." End quote. As we've been reminded in today's conversation, delicious and thoughtful food has the power to tell stories, to connect, and to heal and nourish the soul. Let us all be inspired to keep this top of mind in our food and nutrition choices and shared culinary experiences. And most importantly, let us all add alicious to our list of Black-owned businesses we will be supporting. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja. on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network daily podcast.
2: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com.
4: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying
1: a, a podcast. podcast.